Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And we've got a wonderful for you this this afternoon, I think. I mean, Regan, you may have to turn yourself down just a little bit. Okay. Not a lot, just just a little bit so we don't get the feedback from it. Okay. So, How's that? I think that's better. That's uh, yep, that's that you you did it. You solved the problem. You must be some I, sort of I'm just talking a little softer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cuz the mic's in the uh in my brio up here, so I don't even know how um I don't it's know not, how I turn that down. It's not the mic part. It's the uh, uh, receiving part. The the uh, um, headphones. Oh. Okay, because I'm just talking without. I mean, I don't have headphones or anything. I'm just using so, the mic from the camera. So you can turn down your computer sound. So that's on oh, the. Okay. I wish I'd have said that. That was well, thanks for saying that. Yeah, I don't want there to be... again the intuition Yay. of what's coming to me. So <laughs> Natasha Venter, how are you, Miss Mediumship? You... I am doing well and it's just been amazing how things have been kind of turning around, you know, because we have ups and downs and ins and outs, and sometimes we have a heavier moment in life and then there's a lighter moment in life it's called the breath in breath out and so i'm having some of that breath out moment where it's like okay i can breathe now <laughs> so, so you, in other words you're doing fine you had a good weekend did awesome regan how about yourself yeah i had a uh, had a good weekend we we went to a place here in marin county that patty's been here for 35 years and she's never been there and it's five miles away and it was called China Camp, and it's on the bay, San Francisco Bay. And it's uh, it was a little community that about 500 Chinese people lived. And at the time they built it, you had to take a boat over to San Francisco, so it was pretty isolated, you know. But now that, of course, when they did the Golden Gate Bridge, then you know that was it. But they did shrimp shrimping, and they had a whole industry there where they um, produced uh, masses amounts of shrimp. Uh, and then um, the way they collected shrimp was so good that the uh, American people that were shrimping got jealous. So they had some laws passed said that they couldn't shrimp, you know, they couldn't shrimp fish the way they were doing it because they said it was unfair. <laughs> and they kind of shut them down, you know, but they continued using other forms and still it was OK. But it was neat. Some of the buildings are still there. There's a little museum. And it was really, really neat. And one of the, the last remaining person there just died a couple years ago. So in other words, for probably the last 10, 15 years, there was only two or three people out of the 500 that lived there. And wow. they, uh, uh, it was starting, everything was deteriorating. So they got, they, they, the, one of the last survivors uh, donated it to the county to take over as a park, you know? So, um, but it was beautiful. Oh my gosh, just, it, what a beautiful sight overlooking this huge, and it gave me an idea of how huge San Francisco Bay is, you know, where it's like seven, eight miles across in some places, you know, 
Yeah. And, um, and just how, in other words, another culture came over here to America and they kind of had to live by themselves because of the prejudice. And, and, uh, and, and then a lot more Chinese came over. Of course, they helped build the uh, railroad. Um, and, uh, you know, if we all know the story about that with the, you know, the two railroads coming together, if it wasn't for the Chinese, we might have never got it built. Uh, they were fearless and, and, and so many of them died. Um, you know, going over the going over the Rocky Mountains, you know, and the Sierra Mountains. Oh yeah, uh, it's quite a you know remarkable thing. And now, just nowadays, we're giving them credit for it. You know. Yeah. Now, by the way, this wasn't Bubba Gump shrimp, was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's on another coast. That well, was funny that's... when I watched that. Uh, I tell you, when I was in the movie theater, and then, and then. Uh, the uh, the character that was going to open the shrimp thing kept saying this kind of shrimp and that kind of shrimp and whatever I, whatever i mean i was laughing hysterically it was uh, forrest gump that's right yep that's and it was bubba that was telling him all the way oh, yeah, cook shrimp and he, you can saute it you can deep fry it you can <laughs> it was really really was quite good so anyway guys right. what are you going to talk about today we're going to talk about a couple of things near the end. We're going to talk about uh, intuition because there's something that I want to play for you too. Okay. Uh, but uh, um, in the meantime, you wanted to talk about, there's a new website that you referenced. Oh yeah. Um, I see it on, uh, on the internet. It's just called the afterlife and uh, people, um, you know, uh, check in and talk about what their experience. And most of it has to do or a lot of the things on there, well, you know, how do we know heaven is real? Um, my uncle died, and then all of a sudden I, he's, I see him in a dream or something happened, you know, and it says that to me, that's proof that there's really heaven, you know, lots of things like that, which are um, experiences people have with people dying and then what their experiences through their grieving process and, and, and so many times how they feel their loved one from the other side contacted them. And I know we talked about that before, because in the Newton Institute, where you know, in, in the work that I do, where we have people go to the afterlife and come back using a protocol that almost anybody's successful. Uh, when they're over there, a lot of times they go through a past life, and before they go to the afterlife, where I have them go, um, they go, "No, I'm not ready yet." And they want to hang around and they want to contact the people that are grieving. And then, um, you know, we found out after fifty thousand people have done this. Uh, different ways that people contacted from the other side. So for people here, sometimes that's the only proof they have that, yeah, maybe there is really a heaven, you know, is that they've had some sort of experience where they go, I just know that was Uncle Bob talking to me in my dream, or that was, you know, he's the one making the lights go on and off all over the house for no reason, or, you know, any number of ways that they connect with us. Yeah. So maybe we talk today is like, uh, but, but, on this site, people are getting into arguments and everything because someone's saying that Jesus isn't real and then someone's coming back saying he's the devil and and because everybody only has certain pieces to the puzzle. So maybe we can talk to the day, how do we come to our beliefs? And then how come we set them in stone so that, you know, once we think we have it, we, we're totally scared if anything new comes up. You know, uh, that's why, like with what Natasha does, sometimes she gets accused of being... And like me, in the work I'm doing, they just say, oh, my gosh, you guys are the worst ever. And all we're doing is just saying we're we, we've just saying what's out there and what's real. 
And why don't people, why do, why do we as human beings want to fight that so much? Uh, it doesn't have to be just over religion. It could be on our views on um, how to raise kids, you know, or, or what, you know, for Republican or Democrat. I mean, some people go to the death being a Republican, even with all this Trump stuff, because they don't like the other side. I mean, I don't know. Because research shows we're all we're all in this together. We're all one, and each of us is choosing to learn different things in our life, and we we go through different protocol to learn the things we need to learn. But that doesn't mean that everybody else's protocol is all wrong, you know. That's right, Natasha. You don't. Nobody ever says to you that you're nuts or or they don't believe you, do they? I I have had that several times where I have. And it, and it was a good lesson on discernment for me uh, that, you know, we all have these moments where, you know, we get pushed. And there was a time when I had a very, it, it was a man who he went early and his father was grieving so badly. And, and he came to me and his stepmom worked with me and so I wanted to give um, a message to them. And she just basically said, I don't believe in it. I don't want to hear anything about it. La -da 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 -da. And it was like, okay. And I walked away, you know, yeah. and I couldn't take it personally because it's not for me. I was sending a loving message. I knew how to do it better next time because I would just check in and say, Hey, you know, I just, wanted to check in and, you know, do you believe in somebody that's maybe a little bit more intuitive than not? And, oh, no, I don't believe in that. Well, that's my key. You know, it's like I don't want to give that kind of message. And yeah, and and so uh, it's one of those things that that we all have these moments. And like Sue was saying, and I love that you can do this now, um, Kevin, good job for reaching out that uh, once we have um, once I've had a direct experience with something metaphysical, it became my truth and now it's my truth you know that i've had so it's one of those things that that when we have these moments and, and that's what i do when i sit down with someone i always say you know remember your truth is your truth but this is something that might be a different perspective so can you just put it in your back pocket can you just you know wear it around for a little bit see if this fits in a little bit sometimes the universe will bring something to you that will show you that this is a good, you know, confirmation, you know, for you to to hear. And and so you never know what can happen different. But it's amazing. I sometimes I'm just amazed at how I don't want to call it closed minded, but shut down is about maybe a better word. Shut down somebody is to experiences that the world is trying to do. But I also have an understanding too that when I witness somebody's contract coming in, and I can kind of get me and, and, and doing that. It's just like a snapshot. You know, I can jump there real quick and, and I can see some of the things that they wrote down. And some of them needed to be in just the 3D slash whatever world, you know, you want to name it. You know, there's going to be different names, but they weren't meant to be anything else besides, you know, in blinders that I'm only supposed to see this. And then at the same time, though, there are times when they were coming in very open and very um, willing to do and very open to be. And then they had parents or somebody. I don't want to always blame parents, 
But since there are our kind of go to right at the beginning of our lives, it's easy to do that. And many of us were shut down because of, oh, you can't believe in that. That's against the rules. That's against God. And so we all kind of get into these. I don't I don't want to call it, but maybe a brainwashing mode of us being younger. And I can even say me being with my husband being so loving that he is. Being the alcoholic he was for 20 years, I can see why some women stay with, you know, or some men stay with an abusive relationship because they always think it's going to get better. They always think, well, there's a form of brainwashing that I even went through that I had to work through every day to not be that. And, and with that, that there's these knowings that we get. But then if we've had these very strong personalities, it takes us a while to get out of it. Well, if life keeps telling us that we need to be in that box, you know, by by you know choosing then the uh, partner that does the same story, and then choosing the religion or a a um, belief system. I'm going to call it. It could be even you know government. That could be our belief system. Whatever that belief system is, that it just keeps repeating those those same stories because we collect people the way we think. You know, we collect if if we're somebody who thinks negative, we're going to collect the negative thinking people. If we're positive thinking people, we'll collect more than them positive thinking. So whatever we're raising up in, that happens. And I'm going to say that many of the religions that our family members are in, you know, as simple as it, and I'm going to even name it, you know, sometimes it could be even the simple as meth, meth you know, the uh, Lutherans, the Catholics, but it depends on what church you go to and what the story is depends on if each family member gets re-involved -in into that belief system because they haven't known anything else. And when our brains are growing, when we're young, you know, when we're teenagers, what are we really being taught? And if we have friends that are so that way, you know, in the same belief system, then how are we supposed to expand our, our thoughts? And then as adults, oh my gosh, that's a scary thing to expand our thinking because then it's not safe. And vulnerability is not known to be a very strong muscle to know, but vulnerability is one of the best tools in our lives because if we're vulnerable to new things, we can really grow. Yeah. You know, in the studies, like when I spent two years at the Hypnosis Motivational Institute down in Southern California, and um, all the years of study that, that that through hypnotherapy they found is that between zero and eight years old, if somebody in authority tells you something and you look up to them as someone in authority, it gets programmed into your mind as absolute, and your mind decides to accept that because you trust that person. So you know if the people that are putting that information and in you don't have all the information or they have wrong information that they learn from somebody else, then it goes into you. And, you know, I mean, so what I tell people is like, okay, let's say just as use the a Muslim young boy and a Christian young boy, and they both, one goes to the mosque, one goes to the church and they go to their, their studies and that gets put into them. And I could almost guarantee you that you take that Christian boy put them in that family of the Muslim boy at the same age and switch them, they would both switch, you know, because it's what they're programmed to believe. So as they get older, I mean, they'll fight to the death with each other, um, telling each other that each other's wrong, but it's how the mind's programmed. So once you 
learn that and become more mindful of what goes in your mind and you start questioning what you learned and what your beliefs are, then it's a little difficult, but you can kind of find more what the truth is, but you have to kind of fight for it a bit because your con your subconscious mind doesn't like change, you know? So it's like most of us are imperfect people programmed by imperfect people. So um, I think this is where the awareness comes in. It's all of a sudden you go, wait a minute, let me think here. Do I really believe all this crap that I'm saying? Hey, that's my dad talking right now out of me. That's my pastor talking out of me. You know, that, uh, wait a minute. Do I believe that? And so then, you know, nowadays, because of all this information's out there, you can start kind of start over again. And I tell people, well, just look, just ask God to guide you and don't be afraid and start searching out all the different possibilities and find something that really fits you. And maybe you're right where you're supposed to be, but maybe there's some a lot of other things out there that can help you evolve spiritually. But don't be afraid. You know, that's that's the thing, you know, and we were pounded into us. If you change one iota of this, you're going to hell. Or if anybody else tells you something that I told you, you got to be brave, you mm -hmm. know, so and, uh, and do the research. And it's out there, you know. But Regan, how old were you when? Because there had to be a moment in time. Now I don't know your your upbringing. Did you grow up in a in a, I'm a Catholic? Oh, okay. So you're a recovering Catholic. I get yeah, it. yeah. Uh, and I love and I love the Catholic religion. When I um, this, it's just it's man that kind of distorts it a lot of it. But you know what Jesus taught about love, compassion, kindness, and everything. That's the that's it. I mean, you can't get any better than that. You know, and it's just that other religions teach the same thing, too. So, you know, uh, they don't conflict. You know, when you get to the heart of most major religions, it's all about being kind and loving and forgiving. Uh, it's that somehow man kind of screws it up a little bit. You know, they, they skew, they skew it or they 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 turn the teachings to what what they believe, you know, rather than than the other stuff. So, you know, like like I say, when I have people on the other side visiting heaven. You know, whether they're Christian, some of them will uh, have a conversation with Jesus. You know, other people have a conversation with these other enlightened beings over there. And it's everybody, you know, the people on the other side, they're just trying to wake us up and to say, hey, you guys, this is all true. You know, it's all about love, you know. So, you know, um, what, what Natasha's found out, though, is some of some people are kind of born where the wall between the other side and here is thinner. You know, they just seem to to have that God's given them that access so they don't have to step but just a little bit to access the other side. And some of us, like me, when I first started, I think the wall was about 10 feet thick. And it's just taken experience after experience after experience. And I think, uh, was it Susan that just chimed in yeah. about her having an experience? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, see, the wall for her is becoming thinner now, too, because she's having experience. And so, boom, now she's this close. And then another experience comes and another and another. And then pretty soon she's going to be like Natasha and, and a lot of the other people like way that that her intuition will be sharper. Like when we're talking about that, because intuition, I believe, is nothing more than than um, allowing the information from the other side, realizing that it's real and realizing that you need to follow it. You know, your inner guidance, I guess you would say. You know, the interesting thing, guys, is that. In some, I was watching a YouTube thing just the other day, and they were debating about whether or not we actually have a soul. 
This was a religious group, a, 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 a pastor that was talking about in the Bible, there is no concrete definition of what the soul is or what it does. And so oh. there are people wandering around that are going, how can we go to heaven if we don't really even have a soul? We're waiting to for the for the earth to be reconstituted and for them to come back here and then they make me whole again and then I live for a thousand years. That's what, some of them actually believe stuff like that. Yeah. How do you convince those guys? Well, it sounds like they're searching. So it, you know, and talking about it. So something's going to change, you know, because every time they talk about it, it's going to, it's going to cause their minds to start, you know, maybe looking for the answers and stuff. I was wondering, like, was, was it Susan again? Yeah. You just chimed in. Oh, can she elaborate on what her experience was? Uh, she... Let's see how well she can type. If, if she'd like to. <laughs> I, you know, today, Monday, it was a wonky day. I know my, I started out my day with my oatmeal exploding over my cup. And then there's some people who forgot their, their, uh, you know, tabs going to get in and out of work. It was just what, it was just one of those days. So, um, yeah. uh, you know, it, you know, it's, it's that, that moment. Okay. Do you differ between, oh, Yes, I do actually differ between a soul and the spirit. Okay, explain too, because I'm always, I mean, as much as I know, that's always confusing to me. Okay, so to me, in the language that I know and in the um and in that moment where and I'm getting this from all my lifetime. So this is my collective and and this is a truth. I want to say that because to me, the only truth, the truth with capital T-H-E that I call is love. So yeah. a truth is something that somebody has a perspective. And so with that, this is my perspective on what the difference between a soul and a spirit is. That a spirit is the thing that walks between lifetimes and lifetimes. It's the, it's the energy that we are continuously from the spot that we came from taken off of the greater this the greater belief that some people call it god somebody calls it it's, lately i've been calling it greater because it's just the it's just that moment where our spark came off and we became something we became light that to me is what the the soul is to me the spirit is the thing that whispers to us it's that it's the spirit it's almost like the heartbeat to me, it's like the spirit of air or wind. It can be the collective of, of just everything. It's that chi energy that, that you know, that, that they talk about with uh, feng shui. It's the breath. It's the movement. It's that whisper that's on the wind. It's the, it's the, um, it's the trees talking. And when they when they're when the wind blows and they can finally have a voice because their leaves are talking to each other, uh, it's the um, it's when the dog looks at you and and you feel their love. That it's that spirit. It's an energy. Okay. It's a movement. It's a it's it's that. Um, and yes, your soul has spirit with it because your spirit, your soul, is energy. It moves. But yet, if we don't have something else to create our energy 
our soul kind of loses its spunk, its brightness, its its vitality. And so that's where sometimes when we um, have conversations with like-minded people, we get all energized because our soul gets energized by the spirit of that conversation. Would that, or, would that, or go ahead. Well, maybe that's, you know, when they, in the Christian Trinity, when you have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is kind of what you're talking about. That's the that's the it's kind of like the gasoline that keeps us filled up. You know? Exactly. It's that it's that okay. breath. It's the moment. It's the it's the it's the spirit that comes off the, the rainbow that gives us life. It, it's the it's that it's the vitality of when we eat food and, and you pick a, a vegetable from the garden compared to one at the grocery store. It has more spirit, more vitality, more, more vi- vitality. It's that, it's that energy. It's that moment that we can have. And, and yes, our spirit soul has spirit, but yet that's a different than the higher self. The higher self is almost the brain of the, of the soul. It's, so what you're saying is that we're separate. We're all one, but we're separate. It's that kind of that it, it's it's that um, it's kind of like the the ethers of our phone, uh, our cell phones. You know, it's like one phone call can go to another phone call, but it's out in the ethers of everything. And so that's why when I'm on the phone, that if if the military is flying by, they can still hear me because it's still in the spirit of going out there. So it's not necessarily separate but it it has individualness to it because you can tell the difference between spirit that's a little heavier and a little bit lighter you can tell the the difference when you have the door closed compared to open in spirit because when a door is closed the spirit has a hard time getting through the windows but yet when we have the windows open we have more vitality coming through our house because the spirit can just move through it yeah well, you know, we've had people in the life between life uh, process where some people, instead of going to a past life, they go to source, as we call. Mm-hmm. And it's they explain it like like they're there and they don't want to leave, of course. And they say this is beautiful. And then we'll say, well, do you sense anybody else there? And then the human self who their soul self is there goes, oh, my gosh, yes, I'm surrounded. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's like being a piece of fabric and you can sense all of the other fabrics around you, you know? Um, so you feel like you, you feel like you're, you're an individual, but yet, but yet you're in the, it's like in the soup with everybody else, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to explain kind of, but it's, it's a, a life changing experience for some people just to feel that love, you know, to feel that oneness that they have. And see now, until I started doing this work, I never really understood the Trinity. You know, like a lot of ancient religions throughout history have had a trinity, you know, um, and I'm not up on all of that. But I remember reading from time to time how the Hindus have the trinity and the, uh, you know, um, that seems to be a common thing. But I can see how they can say they're all one because, you know, um, you figure God is the whole. You're part of the whole, you know, and then you also are are individual from that hole, you know, I mean, again, this is let's say, ah, but it, it makes more sense. Like growing up, knowing, you know, we'd ask about the Trinity and we just accepted it and go, well, it must be, but I have no clue what that all means. You know, what's this Holy Ghost thing, you know? And the other thing is, is that the Trinity, at least in the Lutheran uh, religion that I grew up in, 
The Trinity is separate from us. The angels are separate from us. Oh, yeah. We are, we are not connected physically, mentally, or emotionally with any of those because we are less than. We are humans and that are walking the earth, and, and they don't even... If I asked my mother, who's a fundamentalist Christian, she would say, I would say, what about your soul? She would say... Well, I don't know. We'll find out when we get there. Natasha, you're laughing. Did somebody tell you something? I, I just heard a big. That's hogwash. That's hog. That's bugwash. That's that's just, you know, it's and and it was it, it, actually that was Archangel Michael. Um, that but that's the thing is is that you know we are part of the team, um, and and when we when we navigating that and when we were doing work with the spirit that's i think the difference between maybe me and someone else that i am so close with my spirit and my and my soul that and my team i'm going to call it my team which is my spirit that that i'm so close with them that you know i can hear instantly what they're saying because they're here you know what i mean that that i allow them here because I, I can trust that Archangel Michael is Archangel Michael, you know, because of his energy, my, my energy and his energy hit my spirit, his spirit are aligned to feel a lot the same. Just like when Michael's with somebody else, his spirit and their spirit aligns because it's different with them. There's many times where I'm working with Michael and then he'll be working with somebody and he'll feel different to me because he aligns his spirit with them. So there's just all these different things. But that's why when we're seeing certain past loved ones, that they are spirit form because they're energy. They just have collected as the spirit of them. But are they them yeah. or is they us? That's the question. <laughs> well, I think the thing when you, yeah, when you start doing this spiritual work, and you get to a certain point and you realize that in a sense, we're all, we're all saints, you know, in other words, you know, growing up Catholic was the same way. It was like, there was all these saints, these monks, like St. Francis and all that. And the mentality was, Oh, I could never be like that. You know, I mean, that these, these were just special people, but you realize that they just attained a certain level of awareness and that's what they want us to do. And once we do that, in a sense, we, we have the same consciousness as a lot of the monks, the saints, uh, the people that were able to uh, pierce the other side to feel that closeness with God, to have their own special thing. So once we, once you go, oh my God, I could do that too. It changes the whole game. Then everybody, we don't have to feel that we're less than, you know. Well, and too, you know, people put people, people put situations on pedestals, and I'm going to tell you that nobody knew what those minds were thinking when they were in a room by themselves. You know, what they were thinking when they were, you know, sitting in the bathroom, because a lot of us do our thinking when we're in the bathroom. You know, it's like, what were we, what were they thinking when they were challenged? You know, their snapshot of their all over life, you know, especially when they became saints, that their snapshot of their whole life was that they, they were, I'm going to call it godly. Well, maybe they were godly 99% of their time, but what are they not 100%? Maybe not. And I can tell you that the last person that angels want to be is on a pedestal. 
Yeah. You know, I know that for me, every time I see Michael, I see him. He's like, remember that movie, uh, Michael, that John Travolta did? Yes, uh, I do. That was a total Michael. He channeled Michael 99% of that movie because that was and good. that was Michael. Was he perfect? He liked his beer. You know, it was like, it, it's just, you know, it's one of those things that, but the difference, like Michael says, that he cannot be on this planet longer than such time because his energy field, his spirit field, his energy field is beyond what the human body can handle. And that's why some people combust. You know, that's why some people like for me, I'm finding that the food I'm eating is a challenge now because it's not at the vitality that my body is starting to run at. Yeah. And so with that, that we are working with rising our bodies up a little bit more because our body vibration is not going to be handling these animals that are beaten up before they die, you know, because their their spirit was beaten out of them probably before they passed instead of cuddled and 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 nurtured until that moment and said that they were loved you know the that there's these moments where we got to just work through it and and it's interesting the difference between cuz i would say that the spirit like you said kevin before that when i said about the spirit of like a loved one that's out of the corner of our eye they are not necessarily not us but in the moment that they took, they took that energy that was spreading around on the air, the wind, and they just took a little bit more to become more physical. So they just borrowed more energy to be able to be a form. But that doesn't make it that that energy doesn't leave them later and then swirl around and become a part of us so that we know, oh, that smell I just smelled, that was, that was my Aunt Ruth. You know, and that smell of energy, that spirit of her whiffed around so that we can smell her to go forward. So, yes, it's a part of us, but it was also they borrowed that little bit more to make it a part of them. And so who are they? Who are they? Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm not sure I followed you because I, what you're saying is that they're that they're pulling um, energy out from the ether to become real. So like, let's say if um, Aunt Martha right. wanted to come and say hi to me. Okay. Anytime she wants to, can't she? She can. But sometimes these energies, uh, past life loved ones, they want to be a little bit more solid so that they we can see them out of the corner of our eye. Or, you know, they have these, like on these shows where they see these, um, these wisps of, of smoke going by. Well, these energies, whoever they are, Aunt Martha, you know, it's like she <laughs> borrows a little bit more of that spirit that's out all, you know, going. It's the air we breathe. It's it, So they just take a little bit more of that and borrow it, you know, make them a little bit more um, solid so that Aunt Martha can say, see, I'm here. Or, hey, Aunt Martha touched my arm or my shoulder or or she made that smell for me. You know, it's like and so they just borrow a little bit more to be able to make it more physical. OK. And then it's kind of like the energy that we borrow when we're going to do Reiki or that kind of stuff. It's that conduit of healing energy that we just borrow that spirit of that healing energy to make it more 
um, physical, more uh, more focused to be what it is to be. But and but that is the energy that is coming straight through you from the other side, right? Yes, just <laughs> like uh, just like Aunt Martha, if she chooses, she can walk through me. You know, because we're part of that whole scenario. You know, it's we're not. It's not necessarily us, but it's not any that's but we are it you know we it's that energy field that comes um it's kind of like the energy that comes to our light bulb you know when we turn on the lamp that energy is always there but we choose to turn it on with the light bulb but when we turn off the light bulb it goes back out into the ethers it goes back out into the energy field and so it's just when do we need to borrow it to use it and then we it goes back into the system again regan what do you think well, I was just noticing uh, on my screen here, it came up where S Susan said that she had a spontaneous experience having an angel envelop her and heal her of all shame during a hypnosis session. And she said how huge that was. And you, it, that's, I'm, th thanks Susan for saying that because, you know, people watching this, there's us three up here, but it's nice to have people that are chiming in and talking about their experience too, because we're all in this together. We're all equal here. And and now Susan is, you know, she said she's had many, many experiences like this. So that's really helped her. So um, and I know some people, they say, well, I've never had anything like that happen to me. And I say, all you have to do is kind of open your heart a little bit and say, God, if you're out there, I want you to show me. So many people have done that. And then little miracles start happening. It's that's the the one thing of waking up is you 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 first want to say, you know, God, show me. I mean, there's probably thousands of books written about people that have had experiences like that, whether it be Christian or Muslim or whatever, when they've got their heart in the right place, then think miracles start happening. You know, things start showing up in their life, you know, um, and, and and it becomes real. Uh, mm -hmm. So. Um, yeah, and, and this thing about hypnosis, I don't know what the fear in that is. Hypnosis is a, you know, we'll have maybe do a whole show sometime on just hypnosis. Um, the, the, it's, uh, some people are afraid of it, but it's the most natural phenomenon in the world. Uh, people are in and out of it all day long, and all, we, all the hip, hypnotist does is he helps you focus so that you can be in that, in that kind of miraculous state and stay there uh, by having a facilitator there to kind of keep you in this, hypnotic state in a way and then there's all kinds of things that can happen and it's good stuff you know i mean once it happens to you like once you have an angel like like uh, susan had that enveloped her you know some people would say oh susan you imagine that oh come on it's just your imagination but when it happens to you right natasha when it happens to you there's something that rings in you that says this is not my imagination it's different than imagination you know, and you know that it happened and you know that it was real. And then like, you know, if, if she was healed from shame and then her life changes and all of a sudden she's not as shameful of a person or she doesn't accept that shame or she knows what to do, then you know that that experience was real because it changed you in some way, you know, made you a better person in some way, you know. Well, so, and, and people don't really realize either that there's that they have not been taught, they don't know better to do better, that many times the um, universe will send them a bird or a cat or, or something, an animal to them as a representation of, of helpfulness. And, and as we work through things 
and and do things that spirit and energy and and the universe helping us it's not always what we think it should be and that's the closed-mindedness of our minds is that we think it should be and and that we should be this what the answer should be is i should hear the voice of god saying you're doing a good job well no sometimes it's the gentleness of a deer that's walking in front of them yeah. you know that's saying that that be be patient with yourself give yourself grace it, 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 you know deer especially female deer means to be gentle with self that there's an, a wisdom that's coming that that just follow your instincts and trust that as you walk you can walk with gentleness with yourself yeah. And so with that, that you just never know what the answer will be. Sometimes it's all you walk out the door and you'll have a rainbow and a hard day, you know, and it's like, that's where the universe is helping you. But unless you know that language, how are you supposed to know that that's maybe the angel saying you're okay? Yeah. You know, well, I no. do have had it, wings wrapped around me several times. Matter of fact, there's one night that um, I was having a fight with my with my significant under there who, you know, just was having a moment and I was crying and I asked mother to come and mother Mary, she started rubbing my hand or my face like this and I was asleep within two minutes, you know, wow. and I was so distraught that I knew that it would have been a five hour night. You know what I mean? It was one of those nights and and it was just, she just started your, and just boom. And it was one of the best sleeps I had. But it, it was just that moment of knowing that I, my mom was gone already. I needed a mom. And who was better mom than Mother Mary, you know? You know, mm -hmm. so. Well, and Susan uh, just chimed back in and said she's never felt shame since. Not at all, she says. So, wow. See, that's, that's really neat. So. Um, and this, like I had, I had one life between life session this week with the client. Um, he came to me, one of the questions he had was, it was another one. Like I've had several people come in and say, why am I even alive? He was struck by lightning, uh, when he was young with four other people, uh, and didn't die. And, uh, and then, uh, two years ago, he's driving on the freeway, uh, near San Francisco and, a and a, um, a freeway shooter shot through the car. It went through the body of his dog and then into his neck and came came out his neck. And so his his dog that he loved dearly died. And um, and then he's wondering, you know, he you know, his dog saved his life. You know, I mean, the, the took the bullet for him, you know, and he's going and he's always felt he, he always felt like like he was a mistake. You know, like when he was born, it was just a mistake and that he didn't belong. Um, he had a very successful session over there and going before the council, which most people do over there, he found out that, yeah, he's, he wasn't a mistake, you know? Um, and he found out why he's been having these difficult things. And one of the, he asked, why, why, why was I shot? And they said, you put your place at the wrong place at the wrong time because of your, Believe. your decisions that you're making in your life. Mm -hmm. And just saying that if he had made better decisions in his life, he wouldn't have been in that spot where that, that negative thing had to happen to him. So that was kind of like, wow, you know, and he says, boy, that sure rings true because he, uh, he says, I've really made a lot of bad choices. So they were just starting to say in a way, just make some better choices in your life, you know. 
Well, uh, I think so, bad things ha bad things happen to us because either we don't have the belief system, like he believed that he was shouldn't be here, so he's constantly kind of sabotaging himself <laughs> to do that. It's kind of like somebody who who buys a new vehicle and says, "I'm not worthy of this," and they keep getting in accidents. Yeah. You know, it, it's that whole part of of that scenario that you know we have to find out we're worthy, but many of us don't realize that. It's like many times we don't know why we're here, but it's because we're planting seeds. We're planting ideas. We're here to support somebody else that we don't even know what, what's going to happen in that ripple effect of what's going on. And that's the thing is, is that we never know why, or many times we don't know why, until we look back. And maybe if we got a snapshot of somebody we had an interaction with, a conversation with, and 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 the universe was able to give us a snapshot of that it was like oh i did make a difference didn't i oh that's why i'm here you know but we don't get those crystal ball moments you know so we we just gotta it's that part of just going forward and saying you know what i'm just gonna be my better me and if i can make a good ripple effect in the pond of life i that's all the better i can be right now yeah, they told him um, also that there was a lot of difficulty coming in his life with other people that were having problems. And they they were telling him that he has the solutions to help those other people, mm. but he doesn't believe he can help those other people. So it gave him some confidence that, wow, OK, there's going to be some people coming in in his life that are going through some difficulties. And instead of not speaking up, if he could just speak up, he has the ability to try to help them to be a to be a. Um, in a sense, a coworker with God in a way of helping them with their issues. So he went, really? Wow. You know, so it's really, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to him uh, coming up here because um, it was a, it was a great, great session. I mean, um, I just, I just loved it, you know, and uh, giving it. And so even if he only takes away from there that he wasn't an accident, that he sees there is a heaven, he's down here for a reason. That's a life changer right there. Mm -hmm. That means that that road that he was going to go down is going to shift a little bit now. Can't help it, but be, you know, better in some way. Just like with uh, Susan, when those things happened to her, she was going like this, boom, all of a sudden she's going like this and like this and like this, you know, to a better place uh, to where her life's more fulfilling, you know? You know, <laughs> don't do that. I've been having kids freeze on me all day. <laughs> <laughs> that's that radio silence, right? They say you shouldn't have a second or two of silence. In a radio. Oh, no, that's the silence is death. You're not allowed to have that. I just thought I'd see which one you would jump in. Oh, yeah, see, well, <laughs> you know, and that's the thing is, is that we're we're in this moment where half the time we bring things to us because of the way we think. And I can tell you that I, my whole life, if, if I really look back and, and watch my life, I had people coming to me when they had troubles, you know? And then it's like, I always had this moment of, of just the right words at the right time. And they said, thank you, I needed to hear that. And then after my mom passed away, flipping over my box that I was in, uh, putting all my troubles into, that I ended up finding out that this is my road. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And now look at what I'm doing and 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 supporting people and having sessions and and doing these things that that I'm grateful that I can be this person now more legally because I'm worthy of it and I'm in alignment with it. You know, so now it's it's on the road of of doing it. 
you know, I, I would like the two of you to, in your sessions, incorporate one thing that I have not really heard anybody talk about, and that is um, having somebody tell you their life story, the, the, the moments of change, the, the, the decisions that they made as far as they went this way instead of that way. And so, therefore, what happened long term was a result of that decision that they made because we each have got moments in time when we are, when we've been given, and this is Dr. Michael Newton's book, we're given moments in time or, or what, what do they call it? Uh, uh, Regan flat um, markers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Markers in your life to, of when you make a decision and based upon that decision, the next decisions come and the next decisions come. It would be really interesting to see how the, the decisions that we make in life, how it changes where we're, where we're ultimately going to go and how we perceive where we are. You know what I mean? Versus does that, does that make any sense to you guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, well, our, our, our life's kind of like a tree with a big trunk. And then we, all of a sudden there's limbs and then there's branches off those limbs. And, uh, you know, you can, if you look back, like, like I probably wouldn't even be here unless I had made the decision one time to go to clown school. <laughs> See, you know, that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Or, or Natasha, yeah. as, as painful as it was when you lost your mom and dad and uncle and, and it changed the entire trajectory, tra- trajectory. Exactly. That word right there. Um, because <laughs> it wasn't a straight line, nor was it easy, nor was it. But I can say that everything was very valuable and very useful for who I am today. And so I'm grateful for the whole package. Uh, yeah, that there are moments. And I can tell you the moments that, you know, it depends on our choices. Just like for me, the moment that that I got in my car to go to the dentist and passed my husband as he was pulled over by two cops. Mm. That's what we call embarrassing 101. It is embarrassing 101, but at that moment, he had a choice. He was at a crossroads. I was at a crossroads. And it's funny because we crossed on the road, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, I can tell you that there's those moments where we can make decisions or we can or we can do not do those decisions. And it really makes a big difference. And we know there's a part of us that knows. And and unless you're drunk or and even I've I me being a witness of many people on drugs or, or drunk that they still get a hit when something is is ready to come or there's a decision to be made and they don't necessarily make the right decision or the clean decision but you can tell when they go that there is a decision that's going to be made that either can turn their life or not turn their life yeah well um well just think of this okay so if you have a horrible thing that happens to you in your life, you're at a crossroads when you have to decide how you're going to look at it. One is that like it's a punishment to you and it's horrible and it's awful and whatever. Or the other one is what, you know, this is something that was meant to be so that I could learn something from it. If you choose that and you and you go down this road instead of the ugly road of like into hatred and denial and, and like, oh, I hate this. It's happened to me and whatever. And you look at your tree, you're going to have a bunch of 
ugly moldy leaves on one side where if you chose wow this has been difficult for me what can i learn from this difficult thing that i'm going through your tree becomes totally different you start having beautiful leaves and things i don't know if that's a good analogy but yeah every every decision we make and then uh, susan chimed in again now says it what uh you reading that too Kim? Mm -hmm. yeah it was to show to me shown to me i guess in a healing session the making one particular difficult choice changed the trajectory of my life and that's what i'm talking about there are people yeah. who poo poo that and do not recognize that that is in fact the case mm -hmm. yeah. and and if you if you look back at your life and you look at where your passion is and where you want to go and then you look at the decisions you've made to achieve that passion a lot of times you're not following your own heart. Yeah. You're going in a different direction. Yeah. And everybody watching this now or in the future that downsells this thing, start thinking about your life and the think about some choices you have coming up right now in your life. Everybody's got daily choices. That's what's current right now. And think about, okay, if I make this choice, is that going to kind of lead me more to darkness? Or if I make, is it going to lead me more to light? And sometimes that'll kind of help a little bit because everybody kind of intuitively knows if they take the road to spite and despair and hatred, uh, wanted to get vengeance or, re you know, whatever, they kind of know it's going to not lead to a pretty place, you know, mm -hmm. and they, they kind of know if they choose to be loving and kind and forgiving, we all know that you're going to be in a better place. So um, if you make the wrong choice, then at least have the mindfulness to look back. And when your life's even more of a mess, realize it's because that choice that you made. But you know, I, and I want to make it I want to make something clear though that those that choose I mean it is a feeling of of better or worse. But I'm going to say though that those that have the tendency to go to alcohol or drugs that you're going to get a lot of that same feeling from the drug. But what is your life continuously doing to you? because of that scenario that you go to something outside of you to feel that same feeling of when it's more right. And that's one thing that, that my team wanted me to, to, to clarify because the feelings of something feeling right or wrong are in you as an individual. That's not in saying like taking um, a drug that makes you feel like you're doing the right thing. And, and we got to kind of have that moment where it's like the ownership, the ownership of our decisions will make an impact. And, and when we can do that, that's what's helpful to getting that knowing of what is feeling more rightish or more wrongish. Because <laughs> there's not a clean, there's not a clean right and a clean wrong. I mean, there's times when I've made a, a, an oops. <laughs> But it wasn't necessarily all wrong, but it taught me something. So it was kind of right in a way. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things that, but that was my perspective. That's why I use the mantra and I go to this continuously. What is this here to teach me? Because no matter how, what is there, it's always there for a betterment. And so no matter what is happening, it's always there for a betterment. And when we can do that, when we can choose that, and navigate with that, then we know, oh, wait a minute. And I'm going to even say me, like last night, one of the few treats I can eat is 
ho-hos. I know they're not good for me. I know that they're not, but I, it's because of my nut allergy and, and corn. It's one of the few things that I can, if I don't eat anything with corn, I can eat that. But, but when I hold it, do I get a good feeling from it? Not really. But then at the same time, there's a part of me that really, it's and I a human part of me that, that's really craving something. And so, like I say, okay, I'll have, bit one because there's a package of three i'll have one now you know so it's like is that wrong it's not right because my body's not necessarily enjoying it but yet at the same time it but there's a part of me that's feeling a little bit okay okay you know what i mean it, it's that it's that moment of my old self that's saying, yeah, I used to eat a whole bag of, of um, peanut M&Ms, you know, but I can't do that anymore, you know, so. However, I would like you to consider the fact that there is no such thing as right and wrong. No, there really isn't. It's feeling better and feeling less than better. Yeah. It's the choice that you make. For self. That choice is going to be. Uh, now, I, I want to in include this one because this is, this is an important topic, but I wanted you two to be prepared okay. before on the screen. I chose to have an abortion and discovered the soul sends me love. Wow. That's a deep, 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 deep thought. And I think, I think it, Michael, or it, it, it bears out of what Michael Newton said about our souls and what our souls do and sometimes they're they're there not to come here at all they're mm -hmm. there to support the people that uh, and the changes that we're making while we're here so yeah. still a stillborn or a baby that dies very young or sids or that may be their entire contract mm -hmm. yeah yeah, we, we found that out, right? And, uh, I know, Kevin, when you read the books and a lot of the research, and then when they talk to the souls on the other side, and they go, well, I, I, I chose to just come down briefly, you know, mm -hmm. just to be born and to be stillborn because of, of uh, it could be a number of reasons why, you know. Exactly. Uh, but Susan having that um, discovery, wow, that's a that's a huge thing for her, you know, uh, just, just feeling that love. Um, Again, in this process that I do through the Newton Institute, you know, we take people back where they get younger and younger. They we just a warm up for them going to the other side. We have them remember things in this life, and then we have them become younger and smaller and younger and smaller. And I'll go one, two, three. Now this is just before you were born in your mother's womb, and I'm surprised when the people that have that womb experience and they realize how conscious they were in the womb just before that they popped out. You know, and like they're at the, they're at the starting gate ready to go in this life. And they know a lot of times they can tell me what they're, why they chose their mom, what their mission is, what they hope to accomplish. Um, some of them are a little scared because they know that they got some lessons to learn. It's going to be difficult, but they know that they decided they want to do it. So it's, it's really interesting. So, it, you know, that soul that was, that was, you know, either from outside or embedded in, in the womb or whatever, however she communicated that, was communicated was beautiful, you know, and she was realizing that um, of this connection, you know, between th that soul and hers. Mm -hmm. So now, Natasha, you've never had anything like that happen to you now, have you? <laughs> well, actually, I, I had to make the same choice one time in my life, and I communicated with the spirit when that happened. 
and that spirit moved on to another um another person and i'm grateful for that that i was one of the the choices that 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 male chose to have and i'm grateful that he gave me the opportunity to realize to give me and i know why he came to me because he gave me a moment to say because i've had many miscarriages before that that he came to me to say that at this moment in time is the time you need to start thinking of your future very good i was actually talking about when you were in the womb yourself oh yes you, that too oh. <laughs> Yeah. That's easy. That's, oh yeah we'll just bypass that that's no that's, but i because i as deal. i was um as i was working through being with my mom that i had memories of being in the soul of of my mom that um i remember that that she had struggles even even in a way i don't want to say conceiving me but but carrying me uh, and then, because, well, actually, three months after she had me, she had a hysterectomy. So with that, the, then I remember some of that struggle. But I remember great love. And I remember that moment. But I remember especially coming through right before birth. You know, I was up in the corner of the hospital room. And then all of a sudden, I see the, the inside of my mother. And then the doctor's pudgy face. <laughs> you, know, it was wow. like, you know, it was one of those things that that as we do that. But I can tell you that the connection that I had with my, especially my children when I was carrying them, was tremendous because I was more aware of it at that moment than I was as the soul coming in. And, and I had, my soul doesn't stay put. It's like, I just noticed like last night waking up or this morning waking up, it's like, I'm just as tired as before I went to bed, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's like, I can need to start telling myself to stay home when I go to sleep, <laughs> you know, but my soul has always been one that's been more enlightened. So it's like, it always knew the greater good of where, where I was to be, what I was to do. No more late nights at the bar for your soul. We got to go home. At a case one time where a woman was thinking about having an abortion, she realized that she just couldn't have this child. So in the dream state, uh, this soul came to her and says, I really need I really need to be born. And I picked you for a reason. And he says, and it's OK if you want to just give me up for adoption when you're born. So she decided, well, she had a name all picked out for the baby and everything like this. And she just realized it's not the right time. But she went ahead and had the baby. Uh, had a couple adopt them and she gave it up for adoption. Another couple um, uh, had, you know, took took the baby. And when she found out what her name was, they chose the same name that she had chosen that she didn't ever tell them or anything, but it ended up being the name that she chose. And so that was her sign for her that everything was good, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and other people have had, you know, like souls say, hey, it's okay. You know, I'll find another vehicle to come in. Yeah, or and that's that's right what time. my my story was too. That yeah. that it was it was just. But I can tell you why why that one did come because my miscarriages were with my ex husband, and and I know why that those didn't happen. Um, <laughs> but you know, this moment where I knew that this child was going to be with me, um, and I knew I was going to carry it. That there was a reason why I had to make a decision at that minute in time, and then moved on. Yeah. That's why it's, I think it should be up to each individual woman to decide 
only she knows, you know, what's best. And it helps if the person's spiritual enough to where the, the answer or the reason she's doing it, she has more, um, you know, feels better about the decision because, you know, knowing that it's okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, you know, I mentioned the case I had before where uh, when I had a person life between life session, um, her daughter is about to have a baby and they were estranged. And over there, uh, she met the soul of the her granddaughter to be. And they introduced themselves. She knew her soul name. And so um, one of the reasons that the soul was was uh, going to be picked her daughter was to help the mother and daughter get back together again. You know, um, you know, so and then um, the other client that I had that the angels she had two angels with her that were bathing her and massaging her and and helping her because of her difficult life she's had. And a little little angel came up and was holding her hand and said, hi, I'm so and so. I was the, the daughter that you miscarried you know, and how, I can't tell you the, the healing that went on mm-hmm. with my client in that session, realizing that this little soul that she miscarried was there and, you know, just says, well, it just didn't happen, but it's okay. And I love you, you know, wow. You know, I mean, these things are real. I mean, these sessions I have with people, I mean, they're having these real experiences that change their lives. And mm-hmm. just like you, Natasha, when you tell somebody and something from the other side, I mean, it could be life-changing for them. Uh, just, yeah. just knowing that everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, it's just, it's it's amazing when um, somebody just I can see that peace come to them, and it's not it's not the peace. It's just a a it's just a moment of grace, a moment of that peace that just can come and just say you're okay. You're yeah. okay. You know, it's like, I was so grateful. Like I had a session this weekend that, that he ended up just finding, Oh, I got to find my own truth. Oh, I get the big picture of what that means. And that moment of him knowing that finding his own truth is going to be the key to the rest of his life. You know, that's just like, thank you universe for helping me be in that moment with that person to have that spirit between us to be able to get that, you know, yeah. it's just, it's just amazing. I, you know, it's, it takes so much to do all this research that we're doing at the Newton Institute. But one of the things I thought would be interesting would be to get some uh, volunteers of mothers that are expecting and in hypnosis to see if they can have a talk with that soul that's going to be their child before it's born and to try to get some information like, why did you choose me to be your mom? And what am I going to teach you? What are you going to teach me? You know, hey, you, you do you have a particular name you want me to call you? You know, I mean, <clears throat> all that should be possible because there's so much that goes on once you're on the other side. But wouldn't it be interesting to do like six cases like that? And then just think when the baby's born and you know you already had a conversation with them before they were born, you know, that would be amazing. I, I would think that that would tend to make you a better mom, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, sure take a lot of the a lot of the angst out of the hardness that is the hardships of it is when you're first being a mother, especially the first time. You know. So, so the major question I have to ask you, sir, is: Did you say yes, or did you say no? What? Oh, uh, I I got all the qualifications they had, and they were like about a mile long. <laughs> And I met some of them. So what I did is I I said, um, okay, here's my qualifications. Here's what I would like to do and where I think I could be of some help. And because a lot of the people that are 
uh, let's say if you're head of research and then you ask for you know a lot of volunteers to help you in that research. So I said, you know, I think I'd be good at least something there helping out and go from there. You know, I could step up as I as I need because some of the qualifications that they had were um, well, one they wanted you to have a bachelor's degree in something, you know. And I go, well, I got a, I don't, I went to two years of college, I don't have that. But that wasn't a, it wasn't a have to be, but that they would prefer something like that, you know. Um, so uh, I'm just waiting to hear back from them to see what. So what I'm doing is just saying, hey, I'm here to help. Here's here's what I think I could do to help. Um, and you know, would you like some help? And for those that don't know, Regan had a decision to make about um, dealing with some hypnosis and some and a um, a situation, and so he, we were just kind of wondering. <laughs> what well, I it was. what you said this week, Natasha, and that really helped me. Just say, okay, well, maybe this won't work, but you know, something's here, so I've got to I've got to uh, see what I how I can be of help. You know, mm -hmm. even if so, it's a minor way for now, if I could be some help, can always step up and do more later, you know. So, so Natasha yeah. was actually helpful. Pardon? Natasha was actually helpful? Yes, she was. <laughs> That's unusual. She had that. No, see, Spirit gave her the, the, the proper words to say to me about 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 the, the reasons I was holding back at all. Mm. And it was, it was silly, you know, and I realized, hey, come on. I really know inside that I should be doing more and that I have the capacity to be of more help and that I, I just need to not, you know, let my lazy self get in the way because I really do want to, I really do want to help. So if anybody listening out there, if you, if you even hear this six months or a year later from now, if you're pregnant and you want to have a session, I'd be happy to do maybe a free session for you, you know, just to see if, if you could contact that little baby that's, that's uh, inside of you right now. And, and realizing that sometimes that, that, that the fetus can be being developed and that soul may not be in, in, your, in, in your womb yet. You know, it, it, doesn't stay, it doesn't stay continuously. It's, no, a, it's it a pop in, go. pop out, pop in, pop yeah. out. And, and right. it's a That's what we're finding in, in the research, Natasha, yeah. Yeah, and, and it, it's sometimes they walk with you. Sometimes they walk around you. Sometimes they're off doing their work before they come in. Sometimes yeah. they're writing down their contract of what they want to do when they come in. You know, yeah. it, it's it's never, it, 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 they're never with you 24-7. I mean, yeah. and I can say that. Now, there's some souls that stay with their parents, their mom and, and dad more often and others that stay less. But that's that's that individual interactional work that they do together. Yeah. And the research like Michael Newton found with all these uh, people, too, that a lot of times there's a there's an energy connection that has to be made also. So they'll come down, kind of connect a little bit, go back, connect. You know, it's like work to be done so that they can, you know, the, the physics of this whole thing can happen. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so uh, the soul, you know, comes in and out and then uh, sometimes they don't get there permanently until just just before birth. But it's it could be different. I mean, there's always exceptions to everything, but generally. What Natasha says is, I think, is totally true. Yeah, because the soul does connect with the moment that something happens. Yeah, that is part of that connection that the soul now is connected with that being. That's why I could connect with my my spirit that, um, or my soul the, of my children before I had them, and even the one that I chose not to keep. That, that there's that connection with the that moment that something happens. And then 
then with that cord, with that, that embryo, then they can go off and come back. But there is a, a lifeline, I'm going to call it, a, that can connect with that. And so that's why we know that there's a vitality to something when it first comes to us. Because mm -hmm. there is that, that, that soup, I'm with you now. And then it kind of goes off and does the work. Mm -hmm. Just like my spirit, my spirit can can and my soul can actually go off quite far. I mean, it's like people say, "Boy, when I connect with the star people, I've had uh, in in uh, when I'm doing uh, fairs, people say, "Oh my God, I didn't realize that you could go out that far," you know, because they see me going out really far. But that was my my soul and my spirit going out to to check on doing that work. But there's always that vitality, that thread that's attached to this body. And yeah, I have to kind of sometimes pull myself back down in. But but at the same time, that's part of that that cord. And that's where you know when somebody's getting ready to pass too, because that that thread is getting thinner and thinner. So when we're born, it's getting thicker and thicker, more connected. When we're passing, that thread is lessening and lessening. Mm-hmm. So, guys, we've been doing this for an hour and 15 minutes. How long do you want to wow. go? <laughs> Time goes so fast, doesn't it? I know. It does. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Well, that's good. And we, it's good that we had four of us today because Susan helped so much, too. Thank you, yes, Susan. Thank you, sure. Sue. See, that, yeah, people need to hear. That's why reading Michael Newton's books or, you know, reading books about um, mediums or re reading books about all this stuff, it it's all helps, you know. And the more people that share their stories, uh, the more it allows other people to kind of explore a little bit or get out of their fear, you know. Uh, so anyway, I guess we're good till next week, huh? Well, more, more or less, although I got to tell you, I've got some great, I've got some interesting news coming. My new website has been, has been completed and uh, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Now, one of the aspects of the website is, I'm creating a uh, a uh, a book and uh, a services page to where everybody that is part of the show you'll be able to find their services or their book or the, and all of that available oh, on the website so that That's they great. so you can go you want to go find uh, uh, Natasha I know how <laughs> want to get a hold of uh, Regan I can do that too awesome it, it's magical. Yay! Congratulations! Yeah, well, it's all step at a time. It's great, and it really is. It really is. And I wanted to talk about intuition because uh, of the the gal that I interviewed last week. We'll do that next week. Okay, uh, that, that's a big one there too. Yes, it yeah, is. Because intuition is part of spirit. Now, my my soul is psychic. <laughs> Well, and, and in her case, she's got a gift of song. Yes. And so she gets she gets uh, um, information about lyrics and about music that is downloaded to her, and then she puts it on paper, and then she sings it. Her and muses are extremely enlightened. 
Very much so. And and in, in fact, I have queued up uh, a song that I just dearly love. We can play it today going out or we can play it next time. I would time. love to. I, I think that, that Thea has a great, um, actually, she chose my, my child, right. or she has my child's name too. Uh, so with that, that, that I think that, that that would be a blessing right now with what we're talking about. Because remember that the only truth there is, is love. That is the, that is the cleanest most tremendous truth is love because love can heal pretty much anything. Yep. So are we good guys? We're good. We're good. Awesome, man. So this is uh Fia and the song is titled love is love. The way we love a bit unusual Some people say it can't be possible To live a life in unity Committed to each other While still remaining free Just because we're different In the way our energy moves Doesn't mean we have to give up our truth Nothing better than being met In my fullest expression I'm safe to be myself There's no need to compromise When I'm in my power Everything aligns Just because we're different In the way our energy moves Doesn't mean we have to give up our truth Love is love no matter what color and form All are equally beautiful Dun dun dun. Dun 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 dun.